Hands of Scotty, 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Jazz with another impressive victory last night and help break it down. David Locke, play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. His conversations brought to you by the Murdoch Auto Group. Uh, David, you in a van down by the river somewhere? I am in a van right next to the river. There is literally a creek running right behind me. I'm backed into the creek in a van. How'd this new snowfall do up there? Is it, you got some beautiful powder to cut through? So I'm at Snowbird today. It's the first time I've been up Little Cottonwood Canyon since all of the avalanches and everything. It was quite something driving up. The amount of avalanches and the uh, size of them was significant. You can understand why this place was closed down for a little while. Um, the visibility's not great yet today, and the wind is significant. So today's not a banner day out here. And I would say it's been mostly skied, but it's still good. You know why? Because a bad ski day is kind of like pizza. <laughs> Doesn't exist. Uh, right. You're, sounds like your dad still got it. He does. He's with me, actually. He just had to take a break so I could. So he's in a van down by the creek, too. He's, <laughs> his life is really falling apart at 81 years old. He's now, like, in a van all the time. I love it. I think he thinks his son is a little crazy with his van obsession, but that's all right. <laughs> So last night uh, I was up in Logan doing the coaches show uh, and I, I, I'm i driving home and I'm listening and uh, Jazz are down uh, 11, kind of midway through the third quarter. And I'm thinking, oh boy, this is this is not good. Uh, park the car, go in the house, say hi to the wife and kids, uh, get kind of settled, turn on the game. And, set, you know, usually I'll start it at the beginning of the uh, recording and I thought, no, I'll just catch up live. And uh, the Jazz are up 10 in the early fourth quarter. I'm like, Wow. Wow, what happened? So I'll ask you, David, what happened? So honestly, I, I actually came home and watched it because calling it, I don't know what I didn't know what had happened. Like all of a sudden, you know, it's just play after play. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, up three, up six, up nine, up 12. Whoa, like game over. And um, I mean, it was pretty mammoth, right? I think it was about 44 to 11 at yeah. one point or 22 to two, depending on where you wanted to go with it. Um when I went back and rewatched it, I was I was really surprised a little bit about what I saw, or maybe this is what great teams do. So it actually started with Donovan, and it was interesting. If you go back, I, I listened to John Kiefer put together Jazz Game Rewind, which is available on uh, 1280 The Zone's website, I believe, um, as well as on the Utah Jazz Radio podcast. Um, but anyway, I actually say, like, as they go to a break at one point, like Donovan – going to timeout and, you know, really animated about where everybody's where people are in the wrong spot. Like they, they had just gone down 11 and Donovan was hot. He came out and created a juice and an energy in the next few possessions. Joe hit some shots, but they didn't like break through there. They missed some shots too. Rudy turned it over a few times when he first came into the game and George Niang made about two or three really high level defensive plays. Rudy, of course did as well. Um, there was a play, and they're subtle. When you go back and watch them, I, I think they're what really, really good teams do because had they not made those plays, then you're still down 11. You're still, you know, maybe you're down 13. And instead, you know, Niang gets back in transition defense and cuts off Lonzo Ball, and he retreats out and tries to go one-on-one on Niang and doesn't, and doesn't get a – he gets a bad look, and the Jazz turn it into a bucket on the other side. Uh, Niang switches off of his man and cuts off ball on a, on a low pick and roll, and Clarkson, beautiful play, connected 
cuts into the pass to P.J. Washington, steals the pass, and it leads to a break the other way for the Jazz. Those plays, you know, if those plays aren't made as good a shooting team as you might be an offensive team, you're still down 13 or 14. I don't think you come back and win. And so what really was interesting to me is the two things that sparked it. One was Niang's defense, not the seven threes we're all talking about. And two, Jordan Clarkson makes two really unselfish plays. Like, how it's possible that we can be referring to a guy who took, I think, 10 shots in his first nine minutes on the floor at, last night as unselfish. But it's truly what he did late. Like, in that stretch, he, he hits two big threes himself, but he makes a beautiful pass out to George. And he makes a beautiful pass to Joe on, un, or maybe even to Mike, on unselfish plays that are just playing right. Like, they're playing the right way. Um, and that's the connectivity this team has that leads to, you know, these pre- post-game press conferences we're hearing where, you know, George credits everyone but himself for his seven threes last night. Joe did the same thing the other night. Jordan did the same thing the other night. Donovan's done it numerous times. So um, it was interesting. And then it ca- capped off with just some incredible defensive plays by Rudy. David, the Utah Jazz now have a 100% winning success when the bench hits 19 or more threes. <laughs> is, is this... Uh, can, I, can, I, can I go out on a limb? Yeah. That will hold to be true always. <laughs> is this In fact, the new I'm mixture? Willing, I'm willing to say that that number could be 15 and be true forever. <laughs> 19 threes from your bench. <laughs> there, there, you couldn't have imagined this when you started into this this gig years ago, David, that you would call a game where you've got 19 made bench threes. So I always go back to Kevin Pelton on this, the great ESPN stats guy and you know close friend of mine. I always used to ask him, like, how many more? He's always, and his answer always was five more. Take five more threes a game. And then I'm like, then what? He goes, then take five more threes a game. <laughs> and I was like, then what? He's like, then take five more threes until we reach the point where it's no longer effective, but we haven't reached that point yet. So really, truly, it's, you know, take five more. Like, you know, we took 50 against them last time, take 55 this time. And there is something to what Kevin's saying, that the the efficiency of the three, and, and it's only going to increase um, because the shooting in this league is getting better and better and better right now. And so what you're actually, you know, the – it's not just that the three is a better shot because of the math, but the three is now a better shot because everyone's a better shooter. So, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to see this continue and continue. And there's going to be 33s in a game. As I said to you guys earlier, we got close last night. There's going to be 70 attempts in a game. Um, it's it's going to happen. Uh, I think the Jazz are going to get 30 sometime this year. I said that earlier this year and everyone laughed at me. Then I thought about it some more and I thought it was crazy. So, I still am a little unsure of how we're getting to 30. We got close last night, but 30 really means you've got to make take 60 attempts and make 50%, obviously. But 60 attempts is just a ton. And you would think in most circumstances, if you're at 25, 26, 27 threes, the game's not close anymore. Like, I'm actually curious. There have been three teams in NBA history that had three guys off the bench score 20. I'm assuming the other two lost. Yeah. Right. Usually your bench scores 20 if your starters get benched and then you're down 20 and your bench scores a bunch of points. Um, so I don't know if that's true, but that was kind of when I heard that stat, I was like, yeah, because if you've got three guys in your bench score 20, it probably means your bench played too much and you lose. Um, and that would be the uniqueness of last night. 
We'll see. I, I, um, I do strongly believe with us, um, I'm sure you've heard my geeky thing on this, that the more we take, the higher our percentage goes. And it's actually true if you kind of plot our three-point shots and are based on attempts and then plot it on a graph at our percentage, the variance, naturally, the larger the sample size, the variance gets smaller, and we're about a 40% three-point shooting team. So when we take 45 threes a night or even 40 threes a night, our range is only – it's about 36 to 44. Now, last night we busted it, and we've busted it once before against Charlotte. But when we take 35 or 33s, our range is like 31 – can get as low as 31%. So the more threes we take, the less likely we have a bad night, as weird as that sounds. But it actually intuitively makes sense. All-star announcements coming soon, David. Are we going to hear two, or might we hear three? We're going to hear two tonight. Um, what will be interesting is, so we have the five starters, and then we have seven more spots. There's six that, to me, are just no-brainers. I don't know if I can do it off the top of my head, but it's Donovan Rudy, Anthony Davis, Paul George, Devin Booker, and Damian Lillard, right? Yeah. yeah. Those, so those six are in. The seventh is Zion, CP3, Mike Conley, or Brandon Ingram. Now, our hope would be that the voting took place when the Jazz were at their peak, that Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson split the vote, and that Conley gets more votes than, than Chris Paul. That would be the scenario where Conley gets his name heard tonight. I think the likelihood is that Zion gets the final spot, and then that the league chooses either Mike Conley or Chris Paul as the Anthony Davis replacement. Gotcha. I was talking about the whining and belly aching that would come if Mike Conley got the nod. You'd hear it from Nuggets fans about Murray. You'd hear it from you'd you'd get it from every single angle because Actually, of how tough it is so, to get a Ham. guard in. I don't think so. I think Mike Conley's so well respected around the league that understanding he's in his thirteenth year and he's never had an all star game and considering his career, I don't think there would be that much belly aching. I think people would kind of tip their hat and say, you know, this guy's been a borderline all star his entire career. And he finally gets his bid, and that's great. Like, I don't think Nugget fans think Jamal Murray's been very good this year. Um, so I, I actually don't – I actually – maybe I'm just Pollyanna on this one, but I actually go the other way on that hand. I think I think there won't be that much belly aching if Mike Conley gets the bid. Interesting. And it's four games ahead of anyone else in the West right now. Have you guys played that game yet? What game's that? So 40 games left, right? Yeah. So if we go 25 and 15. Lakers and Clippers have to go 30 and 10. In order to pass them up? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> if we go 25 and 15. Which is? The minute we go the minute we go 27 and 13, which is really good, don't misunderstand, we're not going to win 96% of our games the rest of the way like we are right now. But the minute we go 27 and 13, they have to go 32 and 8. Um, okay, so uh- – because we don't have the second half of the schedule. You know, they've got the Lakers coming up tomorrow. They've already seen the Clippers three times. So how many more heads up will he get with the Lakers and the Clippers? Are they oh, going to yeah. get the full four? I don't think we play the Clippers. Uh, Scotty, I'm, I'm a hands or Scotty, but Scotty, I need your – I don't know why I just put this on you, but I need you to bail me out here. I think the 72-game schedule is 30 games against the non-conference opponents. Right, so we're down to 42. You're playing your four teams in your conference four times. That's 16. 
and then you're playing three games against the other teams in your conference, right? I believe so. I'm looking it up right now. Just to so you check. only have how many? You're only playing two or three or four of your conference non-divisional opponents more than three times. Okay. So there's a real chance we're not playing the Clippers again. Uh, let's see. Three games against the 14 opponents in the same conference. Um, two games against. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yep. So is it guaranteed we're not playing the Clippers again, or just a chance we're not playing? A the chance. Again? Yeah. So there's a chance we have the tiebreaker against the Clippers already. Yeah. 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 And the and, Lakers will play. The Lakers we will play at least two more times. Scotty, only if you have only at least you, two. Not not at least three, but only because you have not they have not played the Lakers. So yet. you got okay. So you got four games against the other four division opponents, okay. four four games against uh, six out of division conference opponents. So that six of the remaining ten conference opponents. So the the, the chances are we do play the Clippers another time. Yeah, uh, we probably only play the Lakers three times, right. including tomorrow night. Three games against the remaining four conference teams, and then two games against teams in the opposing conference. Yeah. So six teams, six of the ten, you're playing. And I, so since we've played the Clippers three times, there is a chance we're not playing them again, but assume we probably play one more against the Clippers. Yeah. Well, that that brings it to the importance level of this Lakers game coming up tomorrow where the oh, Lakers yeah. will be shorthanded. Oh, yeah. you gotta you got to pounce all over the Lakers without Dennis Schroeder and Anthony Davis because – then all of a sudden you're up five in the loss column and you have the first win and you may only be playing them two more times. Oh, boy. And so now you're, you know, our 25 and 15 game we just played gets even better. You know, tomorrow, tomorrow's a, a big game for the Jazz, and, I, and I'll add on to it. This is totally speculative. If we can get ahead by four or five games, why they, they're not, they don't stop playing for the number one seed. Like, they don't need it. Not like the Jazz do. They can win the West. If you're the Lakers, you're not thinking you need the number one seed to win the West in any way, shape, or form. Like coming to Salt Lake for two games and getting one is not daunting to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Um, and so, it, but from our standpoint, I mean, first of all, you know, we could have 18,000 people in the crowd by then. <laughs> I don't know what the rules will be, but I'm pretty certain well, I know what. I'm pretty certain I know what the rules what that if we only have 835 cases a day and you told the fans it's their choice, I'm pretty certain how many people would be in the building. I mean, they when they laid out the schedule, they 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 distinctly put in there's a there's a possibility of that for sure. All right. Uh, so, but, so I mean, if, if the number one seed is far more important to us, I also think the number one seed is really important to us because, you know, I, I think the Clippers are great, and obviously we know the Lakers are great. So I, you know, if you don't have to play them. Um, and you can let them play each other in the second round. That is, woo, that's yeah. mammoth. Yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of the playoffs, Tyler tweets in, uh, said, please ask Locke why he's given up on the Jazz. He said the Nets will absolutely win it all. You want me? <laughs> Scotty, I love you. But my dad's in the van, so I'm not going to do it. Oh, come on. <laughs> By the way, you caused a real problem between PK and DJ. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that spilled over into this morning too. Oh, what happened? Oh, PK went after DJ for about four hours. <laughs> on what? About what? 
about about looking ahead to the Nets. Because DJ sent out a tweet that said, all right, who's going to do it? Brooklyn versus the Jazz in a second. <laughs> and PK just would not relent. It's like, Brooklyn's, oh, Brooklyn's virtually unbeatable. Would you care to expound on that? Yeah, their offense is like they're going to break the game. <laughs> they're going to break the game. <laughs> I mean. Like better so, than I mean, Golden State my... with Kevin Durant? Better than that team? I think so, actually. They're right there, though. They're right there, and they're right there with the Heatles. Oh. I mean, so you have Durant, who's the second most efficient player in the league. You have Harden, who's like the third. You have Kyrie Irving, who's the seventh. But you have Joe Harris, who's the eighth. Shut her down, everybody. Nothing I mean, to I see. Don't, like, everyone's like, oh, if they play defense. Like, yeah, if they play defense for, like, seven possessions, they'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Milwaukee, it's like, for Milwaukee, right? They yeah. get everything, and they're not playing well, and they now have this this monster they have to deal with. Thank goodness for them they signed Giannis. Uh, well, hey, always a pleasure. Always fun to catch up with you. And um, are you just so disappointed that I showed restraint and I'm, like didn't I, fight? I'm colossally disappointed. Like I, 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 I read that. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a fun one to end it with. And uh, not everyone can be as cool as you. You have the I. I told my. I don't know if you've been public with this, so I, I'm staying quiet. I told my daughter what she texted me the other day. She was like, "That's so cool." I mean, do you realize how hard it is to get a 16-year-old girl to think that something a adult is doing is so cool? Like, you rock, Scott Gerard. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, but I... I that beyond cool. Yeah. Beyond cool. Yeah. Kept that one to myself. Was he texting oh, yeah. you about how much he hates Boise State? No, that, no, that, yeah. See, I need to show some restraint because I got in trouble. I'll tell you that story later. What'd you do? You got oh, in trouble? I ran my mouth about how much Boise State's a bunch of whiny... POSs and uh, and uh, on brand crybabies and and, and may have tweeted out something very similar and boy when I went to, see I should have done that after I left Boise but I did it before <laughs> oh. for oh. he was there for four days and I was there for four days and two oh. games in that arena and and apparently oh. they apparently they have Twitter up in Boise <laughs> major new development in yeah. Boise that they actually have technology and wow. they, you um you're from Idaho right uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Most of Idaho are Boise State fans, right? Oh, now they are. Growing up there, then nobody knew it existed. And that's that's mm. part of my beef is, like, I got all these friends I went to high school with, and they were BYU fans or whatever, even more University of Idaho fans. And now they're like, oh, I've been a lifelong Boise. Shut up. No, you weren't. <laughs> you couldn't have pointed that at a map before 2003. Knock it off. <laughs> anyway, see, now you're getting me in trouble again. Who's showing restraint now? Holy smokes. How, and so how did this go over? Uh, not well. Their uh, sports information department was there and ready to have a, a good solid chat about some things that I had said. So. Say Scotty didn't oh. have any internet access while he was there. And, uh, yeah, there was. <laughs> the tires ended up slashed. I'm surprised we were able to get up, uh, get on the air, you know. His hotel room was in a mop closet. <laughs> anyway, David, always a pleasure, my friend. We'll catch up soon. By the way. You know, you know what the lock rules say about this issue now moving forward, right? Uh, stay petty and stay vindictive. Absolutely. Yes, I plan on it. They misstep, and you never miss 
firing back. Yep. You might even at the sports information directors while you're at it. <laughs> I like it, David. Good advice, David. You're the man. Thanks. <laughs> See you, bye. David Locke is Conversations brought to you by the Murdoch Auto Group right here on the Zone Sports Network.